Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's the Umbrella Academy. My name is Dan, and I can sign my initials faster than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> my name is Jeff, and there and there's no translation for Jeffrey in Italian, so when I took Italian classes, my name was Eduardo. <laughs> That's good. My name is Jimmy, and the one and only time at a club was my first night in Las Vegas. While there, at a conference, after a night of dancing and drinking in a drunken state, I was walking back in the complete wrong direction. I take the I took the last monorail, and on the way back to my hotel, and my friends informed me the next day that I left right before Red Foo of LMFAO fame showed up and guest DJ'd. So you left at the right time. Yeah, that was that was Jeff, quite a journey. You, would you like <laughs> yeah. to share what? Our one and only time at a club was? Uh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So um, I was asked to be the designated driver for a group of friends going bar hopping one night because Dan and I don't drink. Mm. And I was like, yeah, sure. But I'm going to dress in a silly suit and talk in a fake accent the whole time. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. So I have this brown leisure suit that the only <laughs> time I wore was the one time I went to a strip club, which was not a very pleasurable <laughs> experience. And I put this suit on and I wore aviator sunglasses and I called myself Gage Boson and I spoke like Watto from Star Wars for about several hours. Um, and the group of friends got drunker and drunker and thought it was funnier and funnier and more annoying and more annoying. Mm. And eventually, like we started out at little bars, little clubs, and then we went to like a club club, like a nightclub yeah. doing the ns- ns kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't there very long. But the one thing I did do, because I thought it was funny, was try to get in between a guy and a girl dancing and steal his girl. And he didn't like it that much. And in my head, I was like, this guy's going to kick my ass. But my character wasn't afraid. So my character kept on going. And he was talking in an Eastern European accent, saying that I was going to steal his girl. That is the most andy kaufman thing i think i've ever heard did you mention that you had shaved mc hammer stripes into the side I, of your head? I shaved lightning bolts into the side of my head there's pictures of it somewhere i've yeah, seen that picture i yeah. did not break character once the entire night right he wore a non-working bluetooth that he just screamed into like he was having a com- <laughs> conversation the whole time i forgot about that and i wore uh one of the people we were with gave me his gold chain because it fit <laughs> so i just wore a gold chain and aviators inside and uh it was that's why cool. I don't go clubbing. I'm super cool. My my clubbing experience was not like that at all, <laughs> but uh, it was fine. You know, if you're yeah. into that kind of thing, yeah. If and I would, so inclined, I would just yeah. yell, "Hey, it's your buddy, Gage Bowser." <laughs> the voice is what gets me. It was interesting. Yeah. Really good. Um, yeah, <laughs> fan freaking tastic do we have any news reviews yeah. <laughs> news do we have any news? Yeah, we have some news do we have reviews ratings fun stuff we have some tweets actually let's let's get to those yeah let's do a tweet this was tweeted from scotty g 1971 all right he says at jeff with five f's and number 27 at talk me into 
Jeff, did you try the Beatles White Album or any others? If so, did it change your vote? Your podcast is interesting. Just found it. I did not receive that tweet or it just got flooded with all of like the breaking news that's not really breaking news. It's not <laughs> aimed towards me. Um, but to answer your question, Scotty G in 1971, uh, no, I have not. <laughs> That. I think you should because you tend to always like the weirder, weirder stuff of everything we introduce you to. I do like weird, yes. And uh, I would say, I mean, there's certainly trippier Beatles stuff, like right. acid influenced, hippy dippy stuff. But I think the White Album is their most all over. Oh yeah, album. The White Album, basically in concept, Jeff, is that they all separately wrote music and then put it all into this album. That sounds like it would be a terrible idea to do. Unless you're the Beatles, where all of you are individually fantastic songwriters. Mm, okay. Put it this way. It is my least favorite album, but it has some of my favorite songs on it. It's a little hit or miss, but you're I You're not selling me it as an album <laughs> as a whole. It's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very Honestly, cool. like it, it probably could have been at least Paul George and John's first solo albums. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or like the basis of them. But instead, it uh, just dumped them all into one Beatles album. I mean, yeah, I'll try it. Got nothing against it. Yeah. Just haven't yet. Well, thanks for uh, leaving that tweet, and thanks for checking out our show. Yeah, if you want to leave us a review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. Send us a tweet at TalkMeInto. Send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com. We'll read it. Send us an audio clip. That'll be fun. We'll play it. We'll hear your voice instead of you hearing us the entire time. Yeah. Great. This is the part of the show where we talk to each other about things we've been talking ourselves into lately on a personal level, emotional level, romantic level. Ooh. Oh, I'm not going there, guys. <laughs> this isn't romantic. You both may remember that last year I had a talking myself into that. I'm kind of revisiting with a different twist in uh, the world that we're living in now. Last summer, I was talking myself into going to the beach yeah. which I successfully yeah. did many times. There's a nice beach in Rhode Island about an hour drive away that my wife and I love because it's a real ocean and it's not New York City sewer runoff. Is it uh, Miss Sound. Yes, it is. Mm. And we also went to Charlestown, which is a little bit further. You know what's funny? I've lived in Connecticut my entire life. I've never once been to Rhode Island. Like the state? Yeah, never once. Hmm. You don't know what you're missing. Am I? There's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's, I just think it's weird because it's like right it's there. It's like Rhode Island was like, we're going to take all the good coast that Connecticut has and make it our own. Yeah. Connecticut's just like, yeah, take everything good we have. Yeah, we're so, going to take your good coast and give it a slavery name. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, so this year I'm changing up a little bit, talking myself into more local beaches. Okay. Because quarantine is a yeah. thing that not everybody does. Yeah. So... um. I was like, I can't really, I don't really want to like go to a beach. I've seen things on the news, but I'm like, in New England, we're pretty good. Connecticut's mm. one of the best states. We're doing pretty good. Yep. Rhode Island, I would assume is about the same, but uh, we have, we have a coast. Connecticut does. And I you live do. near it. And uh, I've always been like skeeved out by going in it. Like when I was a kid, I used to go in it all the time, mm. but now I'm like, oh, it's kind of dirty. But like statistically it's not like studies have shown that it's actually cleaned up since mm. I was a kid. Yeah. Which is weird. So uh, last weekend. Had a free day, went to the beach, went in the water. Which beach wow. are we talking? West Haven, where we had pizza the other day. Nice. We had yeah. a beach pizza, Jim. We had a beach pizza date. A beach pizza date. Yeah. Wow. With clams. Yeah. Cool. There was a little kid, Seth, running around, and his mom was yelling at him. <laughs> Seth! Get out of your freaking water, Seth! 
The weird part is it was actually your friend, Seth, which was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I just, I had a couple hours by myself. I was like, I'm just going to go to the beach. I brought a chair. I brought swim trunks and a towel and some snackies and a cooler. It is a weird cultural thing growing up in Connecticut that somehow it's acceptable to go to Rhode Island and go swimming in the water, <laughs> but it's not acceptable to go to West Haven or Milford. Milford kind of there is a state beach in Milford that's pretty good Silver Sands but it's still like it's not there's no waves right like yeah. the way that Long Island is situated it's just there's not Jimmy is just destroying He's had a everything. catastrophic mic failure uh but what I was getting at is it's interesting that you say it's just like sort of something that you grow up with around here yeah um years ago I went and picked up some people who were visiting our church from Mississippi and they were like, oh, can you take us to the beach to see the ocean? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> so I took them to like Savin Rock area, yeah. which is like West Haven, technically, I guess. Right. Um, and we went to the beach and they were like, oh, my gosh, you live so close. You must go swimming here all the time. And I was like, <laughs> no, nope, our upstairs never. neighbor up upstairs, our upstairs neighbor is from Finland. And like we took her to the beach one time. She was swimming out there. She's like, this is great. And inside where you were like, Ugh. yeah, but then like, so, but, but I talked myself into it. I went in the water. I was like. Wow. This isn't that bad. It's kind of nice. And I saw two horseshoe crabs and I was like, this is so nostalgic. I love horseshoe crabs. They're such majestic, enduring creatures. So what was it like, uh, like temperature wise, uh, water clarity, cleanness wise and like bottom of the water? Uh, clarity was pretty good. You could see your feet pretty far out there. Uh, the bottom was it was a little gravelly at first mm. just because there's no real ways. But once you get like five, ten feet out, soft sand little cool because it's still early july by yeah. like mid-august it's when it's like really yeah, it's really nice and warm um but then so i was like all right i'm still gonna go to rhode island so last weekend my wife and i got to nesquamacate at 8 45 it was great people were socially distanced there mm. wasn't many people there went in the water a couple times came back by 10 30 i assumed that they would have put some kind of capacity limit like mm. all right let's let half the people in mm -hmm. Nope, Rhode Island doesn't care because it was like we were in those memes you see in Alabama where people are like, what's COVID? Rock and roll, bro. So we <laughs> left. Like there was a yeah. couple that sat like five feet away from five feet away from us. We were like, nah. And then like these college people come over and they're all these little whippersnappers and they just sit down. Nobody's wearing a mask when they're not in the water. Mm. And we're like, we're not going back to Rhode Island. We're just we're just yeah. making a making a home in yeah. Connecticut over here. I like it. Yeah, it's don't blame me. We're just adapting. <laughs> yeah yeah dan what are you uh talking yourself into so what if i was to tell you guys that i've been talking myself into the middle section of what i have planned to be a triumvirate of talk myself into this why why are you telling us the middle section first i not you didn't realize <laughs> that in a previous episode i talked about joining a band called old dogs yes this week i've been talking myself into Becoming a pedal guy. Oh, you you mentioned this to me. Okay. Jimmy has a look of no, utter I don't confusion. Know what that is. So if you didn't grow up as a punk rock guitar player, you may not know that um, most like punk music or hardcore music is just basically distorted guitar. Mm. At the most, you might switch that distortion off and play some clean stuff, but that's it. Uh, but now in this band, uh, I'm taking more of a lead guitar role. And uh, it's sort of a, like, punk rock slash uh, pop punk slash rock and roll hybrid. And I've been um, I've been thinking about different effects that I could put on my guitar mm -hmm. just to make it, like, stand out a little bit, have a different flavor. 
And this isn't something that I think Jeff can go along with that we've ever really experimented with. I've been in bands where the lead guitarist does it, but not myself. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of foundational knowledge of like how, just basic things like how to like hook building up a pedal board. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what pedals do what, what are good brands that I should and buy. And you have to like put them in a certain order. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Uh, so I've been like learning about that process. Um, I'm still keeping it like I don't want to overwhelm myself. Mm-hmm. I've made a couple key purchases, like just basic things that you don't have to mess with too much, like a tuner. I bought a noise gate to cut down on some like excess hum and feedback and stuff like that. Um, and now I'm starting to get into more of the like effects stuff. Right. So I purchased um this this really cool small company called Sonic Cake that's been making like custom like made in the USA. Jimmy had those for his tenth birthday. Yeah, Sonic Cakes. Um, <laughs> So they had a big sale over the weekend uh, at the time of recording. This is just past 4th of July. So they had a 4th of July sale, 40% off. That's pretty good. So That's I good sale. So I picked up um, this weird pedal that I had heard about um, online, which I'm going to speak more about in the third installment, which wow. you can look forward to. Spoiler in next alert. Uh, but yeah. So I, and I also went on eBay and purchased a pedal board, which sounds fancy, but is basically a piece of metal that you can velcro yep. pedals yep. to okay um and i bought like some boring things like a power and supply some of them and come with cases yeah there's like different things but uh so yeah i'm very nervous to start hooking these up and using them but i'm also excited so it's a whole new world well luckily for you there's not going to be any live music for the next 16 years yeah so you're gonna you have, have a lot of time to i have a lot of experimentation time and in the band we pay rent for a practice space that we can go to and use anytime so one night when I have some time, I'm going to take a drive over there, hook up my pedals, and just start experimenting. Just punch the clock on Guitar Flavor Zone, as Guy Fieri would call it. That's, <laughs> I hate that a lot. So look forward to part three. Oh, boy. In the next episode. Very excited. Jimmy. Yeah. What have you been talking yourself into? So this week, I was talking myself into, funny enough, you're talking about buying some equipment and stuff. I was talking myself into upgrading my computer. Nerd. Yeah. Damn, look at this nerd over here. I, he I'm, knows how to build yeah. computers. The I, both of you with your circuitry, you I, guys are losers. I want to tell you before Jimmy gets into the meat of this yeah. that I was off the grid on vacation for a week. And the only time I had internet access was the few times that I ventured into town. <laughs> yeah. And I chose to use that very rare internet access wisely to make fun of jimmy's tweet about this very subject <laughs> yeah your one joke ever on twitter is not understanding things yeah which is because i don't understand things yeah which is pretty on brand yeah um so continue yeah so i wanted to upgrade my computer because i built it at a time where i thought i knew some stuff about computers and that was pretty off um i got like when i built the computer like i got like a decent power supply like my case is fine but like the motherboard that I got was like okay, and then like the uh, CPU that I got was like okay. Um, you gotta upgrade to Cyberdyne systems, dude. Yeah, and then Sick. eventually Skynet will uh, take over, yeah. and then it'll be great. Honestly, at this point, Skynet could probably do a better job. Oh than yeah, what, for than sure. what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. At, at this point, Skynet is more than likely going to take over, and it'll be fine. It's a more efficient killer. Yeah. So, um, so what I ended up doing was I swapped out my motherboard and then upgraded my, my CPU, um, to a a better one. It runs very nicely now. It took me a very long time doing that yesterday. Went over to my dad's place because he has a nice basement where I could work on it. And, uh, my hands are all beat up from trying to take out the cables and stuff. So that was fun. 
And uh, but now it's working. I'm happy about it. It's running good. And uh, now I'm a little bit more informed, and now it's a little bit more future proofed. Is it a noticeable improvement? Um, yeah, I would say so. Oh, nice I one. Just punched my microphone. Yeah, like a tough you guy. guys are doing great today. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the new studio, guys. We're all trying to figure this yeah. stuff out. Work out the kinks here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. I'm happy about it. And um, I'm still working. I'm still looking to upgrade some some parts of it. But that'll be over time, I think. Very cool. Very, Very cool. cool. Okay, fellas. Nope, hate it. You love it. There's another one off the bingo board. You ready for another one? Nope. This episode, I'm talking you guys into the Umbrella Academy because right now, at the time this episode airs, it's very much in the cultural Cultural zeitgeist. zeitgeist. Mm, Is it though? My dad told me yesterday he hates that, by the way. (laughs) Shout out to Sean. Cultural zeitgeist is my man. Uh, By the way, your dad is very much in the cultural zeitgeist right now amongst our group of friends because you just talked about building a computer in his house. Yeah. Any who's all. That's another one. You say that all the time. (laughs) So season two uh, has recently dropped at the time of this airing or is about to. Who can remember? We're recording early, but it's in the cultural zeitgeist, guys. People are talking about it. It's on the Twitters, I would assume, is going to happen. Twitters, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I speak in memes. (laughs) Basically, every episode is just chopped up and rearranged. We just recorded once. What if there is no Dan? It's just a series of sound bites that Jimmy edits very carefully. I'm not that good of an editor. All right, fellas. I meant to say okay. Um, So we're in an interesting spot right here with this episode because I've been wanting to talk about Umbrella Academy. I've been wanting to talk Jimmy into it. And not to get too behind the veil, but usually... We only discuss things that either the other people have no awareness of or they have been exposed to it and enjoy it. So it's a team up. Right. Mm. This is the first time, to my knowledge, that we've had a situation where Jeff has seen Umbrella Academy. Yep. And Jeff, where do you stand on it? It's okay. I don't hate it. Usually when this happens, we nix the idea, but you're so gung ho on it. You were like... I want to do Umbrella Academy. And I was like the comic or the show. And you were like the show. And I was like, but I've already seen it. And you're like, oh, we could team up. And I was like, I don't want to. I have no strong opinions on it. I didn't even finish watching it. It was just something that I saw maybe half of. I don't even know where I left off. I don't know why I stopped. I I remember it, but it's like, it's not that great. I think when I, I watched it when it first came out and people are like, this show's good. And I was like, it's okay. So I'm like, I want to do this episode less than shows where I think I'm going to hate the subject, but I've never been exposed to it. Right. Because right? you feel so, like you have your mind made up. Right. So like when Jimmy did uh, Erased in the anime, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll expose myself to that. So but this I'm like, seems like a waste because I'm not passionate about it either way. The only reason why I wanted to do it, knowing that, um, is because I think we can I can p- put a little twist on it. And the reason why is I'm going to focus on talking Jimmy into it Mm -hmm. because he hasn't been exposed to it, but I'm going to focus on changing your opinion. Okay. And the way that I'm going to do that is by what I'm having you consume. I'm asking you to watch the first four episodes of season one of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Okay. 
But I'm also asking you to read. I told you, Jim. I said he was going to do this. The first two issues of the Umbrella Academy comic book. I don't want to. Too bad. We didn't agree to this. I would have <laughs> said definitely no. I would have said just let's do the comic. The reason why is because I think the strong suit of the television series is the way it's adapted. I don't think that you should have to rely on source material for a TV show to hold up on its own. That's not what I'm saying at all. Well, then why are we watching both? You're saying that I want you to like the show because you like the or because it adapts the source material better. You no, shouldn't not, have to. Most people that watch the show you're have never misunderstanding read a book. me. Not adapting it better. I think I think it's a successful uh, visualization in live action of a comic book series. Okay, I agree with that, but I think that this is a terrible idea. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm doing it. I'm here, but I don't like it. You framed it as I'm talking you into the TV series, The Umbrella Academy, but that's not the way I'm framing it. I'm framing it that I'm talking you into The Umbrella, the Umbrella Academy. Academy. The, uh, I don't like the surprises, property. Dan. The property. I tell you when I'm going to give you a surprise. <laughs> Listen, Jeff, it's two issues. It's not a huge it's commitment. It's four hours of a TV show and then reading two issues. I don't even have the issues. Well, Jimmy, I'm going to ignore <laughs> Jeff because he's, he's incredibly pessimistic. and annoying. I am. I don't like this idea at all. What do you know about the Umbrella Academy? Uh, I know the singer from NC- MCR wrote this. Yep. And that's all I know. Gerard I know it's, Way. I've heard it's good. This is something that I went into. This is before I listened to the Black Parade, probably before it was released. Yeah. When I didn't like My Chemical Romance, and I didn't think that this comic book was going to be good because I didn't have a lot of respect for him as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up the first trade, which I'm holding in my hand, at a comic book convention on a Sunday where a woman was screaming, half off all books, half <laughs> off all books. <laughs> that was that, that day? Was, that was yeah. the day? <laughs> Boston Comic Con. 2005 um, was so that yeah. even out in 2005 yeah wow um 2004 maybe. actually we went to, we went there in 2004 you know i could be misremembering but I in my i think he's wrong in my memory uh it was the last day of the convention there was a uh a booth whatever you want to call it a table that yeah. was selling um all graphic novels no individual issues like trade paperbacks right and um they were selling them half price. Apparently, I am misremembering because... It came out in 2007. Yep. So, that's wrong. <laughs> Just making up his own history. <laughs> I think I did buy it for half off, though, because I remember being on the fence. We've been to saying, many like, comic conventions. Yeah. I'll just give it a shot. Yeah. And uh, Jeff says that I'm very gung-ho, gung-fu about this issue. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. Like, I, I don't think that it's the best show. I don't think it's the best comic. Um, what I would like to express to you guys is uh, that it's unique, and I think it's well done for what the the comic book and the TV show is going for, which is sort of like a Tim Burton meets Wes Anderson take on superheroes. Okay. Um, so what I'm encouraging you guys to do, Jimmy, this is very much like any other episode we've done for mm-hmm. you. Uh, I want you to read the two issues critically watch the four episodes, maybe have a little bit more focus on the adaptation. Like, right. what does the show succeed in more than the comic book? What does it falter? Like, what okay. does the comic do better? Um, do you think it captures the tone, the themes, all that kind of stuff? Um, Jeff. Yeah. For for you, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to change your mind. 
but also to push you into season two. If I could get you to the point where you said, I'm intrigued enough to maybe finish the first arc of the comic book or to start season two, I will view that as a success. So even if I hate one and moderately enjoy the other, I have to say yes. That's on you. (laughs) Maybe you'll need a second episode. You've never done it before. And I'm probably never going to. (laughs) He hates the idea of it. Well, that factors into Jeff's core character. (laughs) There is no gray area. (laughs) No, there is. He lives in a deal. Absolutely. There is, but you've done it twice. We had a guest do it once. I think that's for like a super rare occasion. Yeah. And I think it's just been overdone. That's like a once a year kind of thing. For me. <laughs> it's happened three times so far. Well, anyway, one time was planned. So four I'm times. glad you've set a limitation Spoilers. on the structure of our podcast responses that we've created. Jimmy, Jimmy, he's the one who's like stick to format. I'm always trying to stretch it, expand it, play with it. And he's like, well, this is a big stretch of format. Great. I wish we talked about it beforehand. Like we always do. Now you have me looking like a, a big old freaking <laughs> jerk on the internet. It's a surprise. Who doesn't love a surprise? I told not you when fan. we were doing mystery episodes, I don't, I wasn't prepared for this. Well, guys, guys, I'm not a jerk. Okay. I'm a likable guy. <laughs> I keep my temper guys. <laughs> Look on Dan's face. Guys, right please. Now. I love you, Jeff. But no one on earth has ever described you as a likable guy. You're right. You're right. That was actually my wife's vow. She was like, you're not that likable, but I guess True. I'll marry you. I would describe you as a wedding cake covered with disgusting fondant, but with a delicious creamy interior. <laughs> I'll take it. I like being creamy inside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, guys, check out the first four episodes of the Umbrella Academy season one. It's streaming on Netflix. Okay. Netflix pushed this thing hard. I don't think it was as successful as they wanted it to be. Frankly, I'm surprised there's a season two coming. Mm. Um, and read the first two issues of the comic book. Oh, how am I doing that? Can I borrow it? Yeah. Can I, I borrow it first? Sure. Whatever. No, you can borrow it first. Okay. I'm sure it's a pretty well-regarded comic book. I bet you it's available from libraries digitally even. Um, you know, I don't have that library card. Jimmy. Damn it, Jim. Grow up back to the 1960s like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, so when we come back, we will be spoiling the first, first four episodes of the seri- season one of The Umbrella Academy and the first two issues of Gerard Way and Gabriel Boz. Boom, baby. It's at my library digitally. Told you, dude. Renting it right now. I'm borrowing it. Who's a big boy? Borrowed title for 21 days. Already done, Jim. Jeff's a big boy. <laughs> Boom. Bingo. Jeff just dropped his phone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast that you never left, unless you happen to pause right before I said, welcome back, and you're hitting play right before I said, welcome back. Yeah, so guys, yeah, we're going to spoil we are the first four episodes of season one of The Umbrella Academy and the first two issues of the comic book series, The Umbrella Academy from Dark Horse. From Dark Horse. Yeah, I didn't like it all, so uh, we're done. Okay, cool. All right, let's go home. Bye, guys. <laughs> What am I going to do with all this sweet tea energy? (laughs) Well, since I'm the one talking you guys into it, it's not really a surprise to say that I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it more consuming it this way, which is like I sort of read the comic in the same time period as watching the four episodes. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that. The first time I watched um, the series, I hadn't read the comic in years and I forgot a lot of stuff. Right. 
So, uh, yeah, it was fun for me. So I watched the four episodes first. Uh-huh. And I had watched the first three episodes before. Netflix, okay. Netflix told me that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and then I read the two issues. Jimmy, how did you do it? I read the two issues first because oh. I went over to uh, Dan's house and then I handed him the comic. Yeah. So you read it first. Yeah. So I read it first. Uh, I, we just... w- I wonder how that will affect how we so, think of it. How you guys want to tackle it? Since Jeff watched the show first, you want to get into the show? Yeah, it doesn't matter. And we'll sort of jump in with with adaptation points and stuff. Jimmy was an Umbrella Academy virgin. All right, Jim. Me? Yeah. All right, so this started off pretty similar to the comic, I guess. Basically, the whole concept is that um, all around the world, for some reason, um, I don't remember how many women. 43 or something. 40-something women uh, all, all of a sudden became pregnant. And had their baby at the exact same time. That would be so cool. Because, like instantly. Yeah. Because my wife is sick a lot. And it would be cool <laughs> if she wasn't. If she was just if she like. Was done. Yeah. Here, yeah. Unfortunately, like a lot of them were not in a relationship and hadn't planned on having children. So yeah. as the comic gets into, almost all of them were either abandoned or giving up for, given up for adoption. Yeah. Then if, if that was the case, how come you could only find seven? Well, a lot of them died. And, oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, but that I don't remember if that was in the comic or the. It was. It was no, said in it both. Was in, oh, it was in both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it said like out of the survivors, he was able to find and adopt seven. Mm. Um, side tangent. Didn't you read a comic that was very similar to this back in IC three? About uh, it was called America's Got Powers. I actually looked it up where like they started making all of a sudden these people had babies at the exact same time. I did read that comic. I have no idea what the plot is. What about Freak Angels? Was that the same thing? It's uh, a common theme. Yeah. It's not it's not a new idea. So Freak Angels that Jeff's referring to was a weekly free web comic yes, written I by Warren that. Ellis and that serves as an unofficial sequel to Children of the Corn, Children of the Damned. Oh. So they don't really get into their origin a lot cuz that's from the movie, but I believe you're correct that they're all like the same age and stuff hmm. like that. Um so yeah, I mean that's the basic plot. Yeah, they're adopted by this mysterious inventor billionaire, mm-hmm. Hargreaves. Yeah, Hargreaves, who in the TV show is a complete asshole. Well, we also have not <laughs> found out yet that he's an alien, but the comic reveals reveals that like immediately, like page two. Oh right, it yeah, describes yeah. him as like eccentric billionaire, inventor, alien. That's right. I do remember that. I do remember you saying how faithful of a translation to the screen this didn't say it was faithful i said it was a strong adaptation which Mm. after rereading i do realize that there is a lot more different than i thought there was yeah it has like the same beats but they're extraordinarily different yeah so uh especially like when you get out of this background yeah so uh in the comic book we it's it does jump back and forth just like the series mm-hmm. that we're in the present where the kids are adults and Hargreaves has died, but we're getting a lot more flashback to them as kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least in my opinion, like in yeah, comparison. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of, uh, I don't know, Jim, how do you want to structure this? <laughs> I don't know. I think we should just talk loosely about it yeah. because okay. I didn't really I, take any notes. I watched everything recently. Yeah. So. Same. I, I took a few notes here and there, but um, I, one of my strong suits i think about the tv show is that the music choice is really good as a really good soundtrack i agree i did agree at first but then after a couple episodes it was annoying i, I would also agree with that i, I think that it, 
kind of the same reason why I didn't like them doing that in Thor Ragnarok. It felt very mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy pulled it off, and so many things want to do that since then. Yeah. You're talking about using pop music, pop music in a sort of rock. ironic way yeah, to like, frame a scene. A couple of the songs were good, like the Donut Shop with Don't Stop Me yeah. Now. Or was that the... Yeah, that was the, the fight scene in the yeah, donut shop. Like that I didn't was, like that because... That was cool, but... Shaun of the Dead did it best. I don't know. Okay. Gotta say. To yeah, me, but, uh, the most successful use of pop music in the four episodes that we watch is actually the end of the first episode when we hear, um, I think I'm I think alone, alone now. now. I think we're alone oh, now. Oh, yeah, when they were dancing. And like they're all too. dancing, but they're all separately, and the camera pulls back and has this, like, dollhouse shot. That was cool. That was really well done. Yeah. Um. So... We talked in the first part of this episode about adaptation. Jeff already referenced it. Yeah. Um, speaking of adaptations, what's your favorite? I think we're alone. I think I'm alone now. Adaptation. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. Did you like Tiffany's or Tommy J and the Shondells better? I mean, I'm more familiar with Tiffany. Okay. Yeah. I only know Tiffany's. I like, I think I'm a clone now by Weird Al. Okay. I'm sure you Oh do. my gosh. <laughs> um, so after reading these first two issues and watching the first four episodes, I think there's strengths and weaknesses in both. I think that the TV show made necessary changes. Yeah. Mm. And what I, what I'm going to say like the reason why I'm saying that is because it's hard to pull off the absurdity of the comic book in a way that doesn't just feel like comedy. Right. Because instead of the bank robbery scene in the TV show, which was a way to kind of introduce some of the kids' powers mm-hmm. um and how they were a superhero invasion. team. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah. But in the comic, they were fighting the actual Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Right. Which was animated. And like, it was cool. And they're like, of course, it's the zombie robot corpse of Sir Eiffel. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I saw that in the comic, I was like, okay, this is cool because that's why comics are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the dialogue was just pretty bad. A lot of the dialogue in it is atrocious. Yeah. 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 Well, it's jilted, but I, I think that's for a reason. And the reason why I say that is if you look at even like. I'm I'm pulling out the trade paperback here, but at the end of each issue, there's a little recap. Yeah, and yeah. they're sort of meant to be like like weird. And yeah. So the second one was kind of funny when he gives a bunch of numbers, and then at the end he's like, "These numbers these have don't matter." To do with each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the end of the first part of the Umbrella Academy Adventure Apocalypse Suite. There are five more chapters to the series with 22 pages per chapter. Blah. blah. He goes into all these numbers and says, "There is no connection between these numbers." Right. Yeah. To me. I, I definitely noticed the dialogue, but it feels more um, intentional. It feels like when you watch uh, a movie like The Lobster by uh, Yorgos right. Anthemos. Yeah, I, I didn't like The Lobster. Or The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I like that one, but I don't So like you know how they have a manner of speaking. Right. Have yeah. you seen either of those movies, Jim? I've seen The Lobster, yeah. Yeah. So it's intentional. It's it's supposed to like take you out of your comfort zone yeah. and put you in this different mindset. So that's what I got from it. I got it too, but I don't like it. I think, um, what did you guys think about the, the the design aesthetic from the comic book versus the TV show? Um, I think the design, I actually thought it kind of translated pretty well into TV, especially when we start to get into like Luther and like his weird like physique. Mm-hmm. And then um, we didn't get into it in the comic book, but in the show we found out that like he was like fatally wounded and Hargreaves decided to like make the ultimate sacrifice and make basically make him into a monkey man. So in the TV show, he's wearing like a jacket and a big sweater. Yeah. He just looks like a very jacked guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's obvious because he's like seven feet tall and yeah. huge. 
but then there's a part when like he gets hurt and they or he takes his shirt off and everybody's like whoa and i was like you didn't know he was big because in the show yeah you couldn't really tell that it was a monkey man right he well, just they, he just looked jacked <clears throat> and like slightly discolored so the reveal wasn't that he was big it was that he was hairy yeah so i was like who he's hair like i i didn't from watching the show know that he was supposed to be a monkey well it's supposed to be a surprise well yeah but i mean you, you when, when they when they showed, when they the showed fur, it yeah it wasn't I, I was monkey enough i was i just thought that he was like a slightly mutated guy well see in the comic the only background that you get so far from what you guys read in the comic is a newspaper article that says like umbrella academy number one mortally wounded hargreaves performs uh miraculous surgery to save him. right so to me, based on like that weird collar that he has with all the tubes coming out of it, I'm pretty sure that's Luther's head on a giant gorilla yeah, body. Yeah. Whereas mm. in the show, he's injected with a serum that like mutates him. Yeah. So I think there was definitely a choice made to um, play it as that sort of like shock. Like, obviously, in the comic book, they know what's up with him because he walks around. As yeah, ape. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a secret. So they right. made that in the show, which is fine. But like, I just didn't think the reveal was good. Like, it wasn't monkey enough. Yeah, when they first showed it, I was like, what's wrong with them? Because then, they didn't show anything. Yeah, and then everybody's reaction was like, whoa. And I'm like, I'm just as hairy, dude. Like, I don't <laughs> get it. I don't think he's supposed to be as simian as he is in the comic. I think Obviously. he's sort of like supposed to be like a hybrid. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what was wrong with him until the episode after that where they showed him. Like, I didn't even think did. about it. I was like, these people have powers and can do things. His powers is a big boy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing I'll say to defend the show is I think an adaptation choice that they made, which they had to make, was fleshing out each of these characters a lot more. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Because they're pretty... When you picked these two issues, last week you were like, you had your phone in your hand, you had the comic book in the other hand, <laughs> and you were trying to see where they correspond. And these first two issues are like episode one. Yeah. There's yeah. like, I thought it was like, you pick the arc. Like those four episodes were going to be these two issues. No, because if you continue to read, you'll realize that the adaptation goes even farther apart. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like what the current crisis is, oh, okay. plot wise is mm. very different. So I actually picked the two issues that hewed most closely to the plot. That makes sense. They haven't diverged right. significantly up to the point that you guys have read. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> to me, the example of using Luther's body as a big shocking reveal is actually successful because you're able to see this relationship that he has with his siblings through that reaction. So Diego right. uses it to make fun of him. Yeah. Um, I forget her name. Rumor. Uh, Allison. Allison. Thank you. Mm. Uh, is upset and offers like, why didn't you come talk to me? I could be there for you. I, you know, yeah. I could help you. So you could see that relationship building between them. Um, what did you guys think of Ellen Page's work Vanya. on the show as Vanya? unimpressed for I ellen mean, page i'm i'm a fan of ellen page i enjoy her work i think that this was like anybody well, basically any had to create the character because she's not really in the comic and these two much. issues all you see is that you're not special and yeah she's sad yeah but she doesn't even show up to the funeral mm. there's not that whole um well yeah i mean they, they did show the book that she wrote in the comic right so. but she has pretty much accepted her removal from the family whereas right. in the tv show there's this thing where 
is she part of the family is she not do they yeah. want her there does she want to be there um i think she's the best actress in the show but that's not really saying a lot because a lot of these oh, actors are really bad really I, I disagree really the uh i don't remember his name the klaus klaus he's klaus is a, probably awesome. one of my favorites he's great too. he was in a show called misfits he's always gonna yeah. be nathan him and him and ellen page i think are the best but allison whoo bad actress all right i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit and uh well we've already spoke i think we've already spoken no i talked to someone else mary j blige is horrible i was show. just gonna say she She's is the too. absolute worst part about this show yeah. and those two characters hate them yeah don't Terrible. care about them Garbage. at all i think the male character grows on you he has a strange name i can't remember i don't remember it they're not in the comic at all yeah i didn't think so so embrace that <laughs> um as far as strong actors i'm gonna give a shout out to five fives the boy yeah, who yeah, comes he, back from the future he he's good. really he's good i don't, for a kid I don't actor. like the character but he was he is a good actor well he's you know you understand they they, they <laughs> haven't gotten into it tremendously in these first four episodes but they have spoken about it. it's not a spoiler for you guys you understand that he's like a 60 year old man yeah, 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 stuck yeah, in that body yeah i, got I, that I saw the, the show <clears throat> yep. yeah i saw it well i think that's I important it. to talk about when you say his character he's not the kid that he was when he left i know yeah. i i know that to me another performance that i think you guys are underrating a little pongo? bit is pogo pogo no, he, he's good but pongo be bongo <laughs> what i was getting at was uh diego the stuff with Diego and his yeah. relationship with their mother, I think that's really strong. Well, that and then when uh, Patch died. Patch died. The cop. Oh, yeah, yeah. His girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Is that what he calls her? Patch? Her name is Patch. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but to I me. I don't remember much about it. I think the, uh, the scene where he basically kills his mother, and he's the one that had the strongest bond with her, but he realized that she's not right, and he, like, yeah. powers her down. Yeah. I thought that was pretty emotional. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh-oh. <laughs> i don't uh, she's a robot jim yeah yeah she was a robot i don't know it, it was sort of weird that they didn't really they didn't really go into that until like what was it like the third episode you, well yeah, i guess I it's remember. kind of I implied all once i don't remember i guess it's kind of implied that you see her young when she's um uh, when the kids are young, young and yeah, she yeah. looks exactly the same so i i kind of figured it was something like that but there's some like, things oh, a robot. on my rewatch that i noticed even into episode one there's like a facial expression that she gets locked in for too long that's like awkward Oh, that's funny. I didn't Where they that. like are talking to her and she like freezes for a second. I think it's I realized robotic. it right away because it was clearly Stepford Wives. Yeah, it's, that's, that's what they were going thing. for. Mm. Well, she's got that like uh, 1950s hairdo in her clothing and stuff. She's like, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, children. Yeah, just stuff like that. I thought it was just like weird, like throwback sort of thing. But. Okay, so we're, um, you know, that's a lot of the we've been talking about the adaptation stuff. Since I'm trying to talk you guys into the entire property, what did you think of some of like the overall ideas of like the weirdness of this world? I like the world better than the actual plot. Okay. So, I mean, maybe if you were to talk me into it, there will be better like story arcs and stuff like that. But I just felt that from what I read of the comic, the comic just sort of blasts through it. Mm. And this show really fleshes a lot of stuff out. I had a lot of problems with the pacing of the show. I thought it was really slow. Yeah, and that continues to be a problem throughout the first season. That's my one gripe with it, is I think it's too slow. Yeah. I think they probably could have shaved two full episodes off this first season. Yeah. and Well, also, one episode was 36 minutes, and the next was an hour. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. This is the height of Netflix uh, self-gratification. This yeah. is like, we can do whatever we want, because we're <laughs> streaming. 
But I think it's a pretty big success as far as like the the look of a show. Yeah. For a show that's a few it's years old aesthetic. now and streaming. Yeah, it has a like look, a it has a vibe. Uh I think it's a little darker than the comic. Absolutely. Um, the comic is like these are old time funny books. Yeah. Here's a yes. lot of colors. Um and a part of that has to do with the the artist and the colorist and stuff like that, but I also just mean tonally. Mm. Uh they they seem to be a lot aside from Diego who's tonally pretty clearly transferred. I think there's a lot of um, more angst in the TV show mm. than the comic. Yeah, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that. I, I liked, um, actually, probably my favorite parts of the show were the throwback scenes when they're all like kids being superheroes. Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe I should just watch X-Men. Yeah. Because that's what it basically <laughs> is. I mean, yeah, this um, everything from the comic and the TV show is just like five other things yeah. combined into one. There's nothing original. Which isn't that's a not bad, bad thing. I, no, that's not yeah. bad. I think some of their powers are pretty original, or at least the way they're grouped together. They're not yeah. traditional. Like one thing I like that they left out from the comic was the uh, flight belts. In the comic I book, they wear these belts that allow them to fly and like hover oh, and right, stuff. Right, 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 right. And yeah. those are gone, which I like because it makes them feel less a little super, bit more grounded. A TV show, yeah, that um, makes sense. When we're talking about the world, though, and Jeff mentioned Pogo, I think that's a cool thing. Um, I'm glad they left out the incredibly racist. Uh, seek butler yeah who's in the comic book i mean he doesn't really talk much in these mm. first couple issues but he's just like got this hilariously huge turban on and i don't even remember that yeah he was in like a funny. few panels in the yeah. beginning it was but, pretty cringy uh, i like pogo a lot i just like this world where everything is just a little bit pushed like stranger yeah. um like even the donut donut shop that's like a incredible yeah, retro donut shop that doesn't do, yeah. exist yeah and um like the weird guy who sells prosthetics and stuff like that. Mm. It's sort of, I think I described it pretty aptly in the first part of this episode when I said like Wes Anderson meets Tim Burton. It's like kooky and a little kind dark. Kind of, yeah. It's, you can see that. It, this show must be a big hit for the Hot Topic crowd. That's what <laughs> I I'm going to well, I mean, the com- that's why the comic is what it is. I'm sure they sell the trades there at one point, did. Yeah, but I think you're not Gerard giving Way. credit enough to the comic. Um, this did win Eisner Awards. It's it was pretty groundbreaking for its time. Okay. <laughs> I'm a fan of Gabriel Ba. Yeah. Um so I don't know. It sounds like we might be nearing the end already if this is a quick episode. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch upon? I don't think so. I don't think there's really a whole lot to talk about with the show. I mean, uh the story is going into a place where it seems Wow, we didn't even talk about the plot or yeah. cuz it's like it doesn't seem like it's that important. The, well, the show's sort of Where going... do you guys think it's going? Because I think there's a couple twists coming up that you don't foresee. Well, there's time travel, so literally anywhere, anything can happen. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, so so what we're not saying is that uh, Fives travels, or he survives an apocalypse, and then he travels back in time 60 years later to the current day, mm-hmm. and he's trying to prevent that. So there's like there's missions where he's like trying to find out where this eyeball that he found is. And he's trying to stop it and get clues. So they're on. That's kind of the entire plot of the show. Meanwhile, uh, you have everybody coming back for this funeral. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of it. Like, there is some character stuff. You know, we see uh, what's his name? The guy I like Klaus. <laughs> yeah. You see like him dealing with drugs, but it's not really like personal it's they more play it as a joke whereas oh, Allison, no. the last episode gets personal you see why he's been taking drugs his entire life because he can't control his power he can't keep out the dead people oh that's true think about how yeah 
messed up that would be. Yeah, that's true. He literally has to numb himself since the time he was 13 years old, or else he just gets overwhelmed with screaming corpses, basically. Mm. That's true. And but, you but, guys picked up that his companion that follows him around everywhere. Is their dead brother. Yeah, Ben, which yeah. is like yeah. a really cool. Yeah, that is. Is twist. that in the comic or no? They mentioned that he died. Yeah, we yeah, haven't but, gotten there yeah. yet. But yeah, I like that a lot because, um, that I mean, that's kind of a cool power. It's like, oh, I could talk to dead people or whatever. But, that sucks. Uh, Out of all the powers you want that? No, oh, I don't I'd know. Be the no, that, boy. It, it would be haunting. Well, that yeah. was horrible, too. Ben's power <laughs> is that, terrible. like, a monster ripped out of him, and he hated it, and yeah. it, he couldn't stop it from killing people. Yeah. When they show the bank robbery scene, he's like, do I have to? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, This is a good topic, though. If you had to be one of the seven, oh. which power would you want? Vanya's. <laughs> Just be normal? <laughs> yeah, or rumor. Yeah, I think rumor's good because you're convincing you people do what to do you what want. they want. I mean... I heard a rumor that this TV is free. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, but look how, look how that affected her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She lost her husband and her daughter because she used her power on her own daughter, which is messed up. And we do get more of that, by the way. There's a flashback sequence. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'd be fives. I mean, he screws himself because he breaks all the rules and gets trapped in the future. Yeah. That's kind of true. Yeah. But his little mini time jumps and teleportations are pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's cool. It's like a Nightcrawler Jr. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's Nightcrawler. Bamfing around time. Yeah. Bamf. Um, bamf, bamf. All right, well, I, I do have a little bit of a, a push before I ask the question. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys if I talked you into the Umbrella Academy. As a whole. Yeah. As a franchise. Right. Okay. So if you feel strongly, yes, you love everything, answer yes. If you feel strongly, no, I hate all this, answer no. Um. If you want to say I'm split or I don't know, I'm open to that. But what I want to tell you is um, what you have to look forward to if you are talked into it. Okay. So the comic book is pretty contained. Mm -hmm. It's 24 issues, which is three story arcs and then a couple one shots. All together? Yeah, that's it. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought there was like more miniseries. Like not not an ongoing, but I thought there was multiple. No, it's split into three full story arcs. And then there's like an ash can, a one shot and a couple like little one or two page mini stories that ran in the back of other things. Hmm. Um, So it's pretty contained. It was pretty uh, well critically received throughout the the series and it's done. So if you're like, I kind of liked it, but I don't want to be sucked into this big commitment. It's really not. You could Hmm. pick up. The trade paperbacks, I have the first one, is currently on Amazon for $8, and the other two are ranging from like 8 to $12, so it's not a big deal. And they're and your library has it. Exactly. They're available. Just how I read it, Jim. <laughs> as far as the TV show, we don't know how big of a commitment it's going to be. Season two is has start just recently started at the time of this airing yeah. on Netflix, and uh, we'll see if it goes for a season three, but... Uh, I'm excited. I've been hearing some good buzz that season two has taken some of the critiques into consideration. I think it's going to be tighter, mm. a tighter season. And my last push is after hearing what you guys kind of think of where the series is now from these four episodes and where it could go, you've got some big surprises because neither Ooh. of you hit on, I would say there's two major plot twists. Well, Klaus like opened up the briefcase and disappeared. Yeah. So I'm pretty intrigued as to where yeah. that's going. Mm. I'd say there's two to three major twists coming that are pretty shocking and change the Luther course of the is entire Pogo's son. Caesar is home. <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> no, but I also think that there's a bit of a slag from like 
you know, in this section that we're in right now that Jimmy mentioned, like pacing wise. Mm. But the last two episodes of this season are very strong. I think oh. the final episode is one of the best is probably well, it's the best episode of this season. And it's one of the better like superhero adaptation things that I've seen. Mm. The last episode is really awesome. So okay. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Okay. Did I talk you into the Umbrella Academy? No. no. Oh, felt Neither. that one a mile away. Didn't like either of them. Um, the show, I realized why I stopped watching because it's boring. The pacing is just bad. Um, it's not like it's not a terrible show. Like before I said, it's just something that like I hated that I had to rewatch three episodes because I'm like, I could have watched three episodes of something I've never seen and hated or something that I've seen <laughs> and didn't care to continue. Um, and the comic I love uh, Gabriel Ba. Yeah, he's, he's, a good he's done artist. work on Casanova, written by Matt Fraction, which I like, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, him and his brother Fabio Moon, I'm big fans of. And this just seemed like the dialogue was bad. I, the writing was, it wasn't good. It seemed like it was going for a Hellboy vibe, but silly. Like instead of like well, I dark, think that's apt. Yeah, and but I don't think he pulled it off. Is my point. I just I I couldn't get into it. It was just. I don't know. It is derivative of other stuff, which is fine. That's we imitate the things that inspire us. We do it in music. We do it in all forms of art. I just I was as soon as I was done with the second issue, I was like, oh, that was a quick read. Close the app. <laughs> done. Just done with it. Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I thought the pacing was really bad in the first four episodes. Um, first episode, I thought was like fine. And then everything else, it was just really into like the family drama and stuff. And there's just a ton of shows that do it a whole lot better. Um, it, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like I said, it's not bad, but I'm not interested in enough in anything to continue. The thing I'm interested in most is what happened to Klaus. Yeah. And I don't care enough to watch it. Yeah, I think Klaus is the best character out of everybody. And it, it, he's not enough to, to put me through it. You guys are sleeping on Vanya big time. Well, she hasn't done anything. She turned into the umbrella or the violin lady on the cover. Oh, look at that. She does because she plays the violin. She turns into that sexy little number, Jimmy. See the cover (laughs) over there? Now I got to watch it or read it or whatever I'm doing. She's got those S holes in her tongue. Well, you guys don't know what you're missing out on. I don't know, man. I think I do. I mean, I've watched seven episodes now. I mean, it's three of them. Three of them were twice. (laughs) Um, I. It's a soft no. Like if if season two is like, oh yeah, this is like the best series on television. I'll finish the first. Yeah, season. I was I was already but, a no because I've seen the show, but yeah. the comic didn't sway me. So Jim, you're not even talked in enough to check out the other roughly twenty two issues of the comic. No. Oh. Oh boy. I got other stuff to read, man. Well, you also have stuff to listen to. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you do. I know where this is going. We're getting wacky, guys. Jeff. Dan. Whoa. <laughs> what are we talking Jimmy into? We are going to talk Jimmy into music that we have created over the years. Yeah. Dan of, and I's music. Man. Of varying oh, degrees boy. of using the term music loosely. <laughs> yes. I think the first song, because uh, we're kind of going chronologically, I was 16, maybe younger. Oh, boy. When I wrote it. Yeah, yeah I was so, fif- 15 yeah, on, so our first, on my first song. A lot wow. of it's bad. A lot of it's good. <laughs> After seeing some of the songs Jeff picked, a lot of it's problematic. 
Yes. We'll, we'll get into that next episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to be talking you into our music. And since this is uh, stuff that is not widely available on the Internet, we should say how we're going to be releasing this. Jeff, should we say it now or should it yeah, be a surprise? Let them look forward to okay, it. Guys. So next week when uh, Tuesday morning rolls around and you're drinking your coffee and tying your tie on your way out to your car <laughs> to go to your job I'm or, so sorry. <laughs> or working from home in your underoos, um, there's going to be two episodes that show up in your feed. One of them will be the episode proper and the other episode will just be a playlist of all of our songs in the order that we're talking about it. Yeah, not really a playlist. It'll be one file. One file, one track. For you to cruise through. I, yeah. I am going to put um, timestamps. Time yeah, so smart. if you want to see where each track ends and begins. Yeah, some of them are very short. They're, some they're of song them lengths. you'll want to get through fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Jim, we're going to have you listen to our music. Oh boy. And let us know what you think of it. I don't know how you're going to be talked into. I don't know. Just <laughs> my whole thing is... If you thought it was fun, just say yes. You're like, this was a fun hour because all the music together is about an hour. Yeah, about. This was this was a fun experience. I heard things I didn't hear before. Mm. Uh, some of this was really bad. We can make fun of Jeff for. Yeah. And if you're like, this is atrocious and I never want to do this again and I regret every minute, then you're a no. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty easy. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can people find the podcast on the internet? They can find the podcast at Talk Me Into, Talk Me Into on Facebook. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com. Send us your uh, hate mail to Jeff because, oh boy, some of those songs in the next episode are pretty bad. You haven't heard them yet. How do you know? Uh, You read the titles. I read the titles. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, where can people find you online? People can find me on Instagram at large heart on collider. If you want to see me cook food and be silly and talk about this podcast, or you can find me on magic, the clipping where I post pictures of other people with gross fingernails, holding magic, the gathering cards. Dan, where can people find you online? You guys have so much stuff going on and mine is just the same old boring thing i'm on twitter make new stuff dude come up with uh, like a, who's got the come time. up with another gram all right you could find me on twitter on the name danny underscore breakdown jimmy <laughs> let's hear all your things <laughs> you can find me at son of a bitch s-o-n-n-a-v-a-f-i-t-c-h on twitter and instagram and that's it that's all i'm gonna say oh thank you for listening to talk me into what will we talk you into next there's a never mind we'll <laughs> Hi, Cuz friends. I was just listening to the Death of Stalin episode that Jimmy sent over the other day. And at the end, Dan says, next week, I'm talking you into the Netflix series, Umbrella Academy. That's right, the Netflix series. Not the (laughs) franchise, not the comic book and the TV show, the Netflix series, The Umbrella Academy. Play this on the podcast, bozo. Sure, you can play this on the podcast, but you better include my response, which is that sometimes we keep things secret from each other as a surprise. Remember your drawn from a hat episode, Jeff? Surprises on podcasts can sometimes be fun. Yeah, well, you're going to be really fun surprised when I clock you one right in the kisser for being a, a freaking jerk, a bojo, jabroni, right, right in the teeth I'll punch you.